When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another exciting episode of Whatever News! The only news source that provides anything and everything anime and manga related. And we don't bore you. We get into it. Let's do it. No matter how you get it done, no Okay, people, so I hope everyone had a happy holiday. Thank you for all the well wishes, everybody congratulating us for reaching 200 episodes. But that wasn't only a milestone that I achieved. We did that together. If it wasn't for you guys watching and supporting, we wouldn't have gotten this far. Definitely want to let people know in case you don't know that about 65% of people watching this right now unfortunately aren't subscribed and it would mean the world and it would help out immensely with the show to keep on progressing and going further if you would take a second to hit that subscribe button and hit that bell to get all notifications so that way you're always notified whenever I drop an episode or anything else that we do here on the channel but in particular you want to be notified on all the up-to-date news and stuff like that going on in the anime manga world definitely do both of us a favor and hit that subscribe button and that bell next order of business i quickly wanted to give you guys a major update in honor of the 200th episode of forever news something special that i wanted to do that i wanted to give it a try see what happens you know um a lot of people have been hitting me up for a while now saying hey Fenev, i love forever news one of the things that would be dope if maybe there was some sort of short form version of the show or something along the lines of that so what i decided to do we're going to give it a shot i opened up a forever news youtube channel basically after the episodes air over here we will publish single parts from the episode the best and biggest stories over there on forever news so definitely take a second if you'd like and go and hit that subscribe button so we could try and reach a thousand subscribers and all of that good stuff to get the channel going over there we're going into a new year and i want to keep on expanding and at the same time to celebrate 200 episodes a lot of people have been requesting this this does take a little bit extra effort but i'm totally down for it if this is what you guys want it so again forever news a new youtube channel that i finally decided to give it a go uh where we'll be posting after the episodes air here single parts from the episode the biggest and most important stories at the same time it'll help everything to grow and just continue to push this show forward now that we got all that stuff out the way we got some epic stories to get into some <laughs> kind of controversial stories and drama uh i think let's talk about it okay people so the first story on the docket one of the most controversial one of the most dramatic uh, one of the most i don't even know because i'm not gonna lie when i heard about the story i was like what really this is what we're doing over here in japan like japan has been notoriously known to be a very different type of i guess you could say society and just in general the way they operate and maneuver is very strict in a lot of regards one of which apparently is um adultery adultery is something that i guess is a very big deal over there and has been for a while and i've heard several different instances of different things but this one right here i don't know fam it's it's heartbreaking to hear that they're going this route 
based on what happened. Let, let me tell you what went down anyway. So Tokyo Revengers anime to replace Draken voice actor Tatsuhisa Suzuki. In case you don't know who's Draken, he's one of the main characters in the Tokyo Revengers series, Tokyo Revengers anime, and he's being replaced. Now, we'll read, and in case this article doesn't cover exactly what happened, I will give you guys a scoop of what went down, why he's being replaced, but let's read. The official website for the TV anime of Ken Wakui's Tokyo Revengers announced on Monday that the anime is replacing Tatsuhisa Suzuki as the voice of Ken Dorakon Draken Ryuji after discussions between his talent agency and the anime's production committee. The committee assured fans that the staff and cast are still working on the upcoming Seiya Kensen, the Christmas showdown arc. Suzuki did not participate in the TV anime Tokyo Revengers special event, Tokyo Manjikai Tachikawa Touring at Tachikawa Stage Garden on December 18th. The event organizers allowed people to cancel their applications for the advanced sale of tickets if they wished. The event announced the anime's Seiya Kessen arc. Suzuki recently took a hiatus from quote-unquote all entertainment industry activities in August. His musical unit Old Codex and Suzuki's agency made the announcement shortly after Singa Lisa, Suzuki's wife, also announced a hiatus quote-unquote from some of her activities due to mental and physical fatigue. By the way, in case you don't know Lisa, if I'm not mistaken, is Lisa the same singer that did the opening to Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba? You know, that opening that made <laughs> so much damn money and was just phenomenally huge. Holy cow. Like, I knew about the story, but I didn't realize that the guy that plays Draken's voice, his wife is Lisa. Like, Suzuki and Lisa announced their marriage in January 2020. The weekly Bushin magazine reported on July 30th on an... Okay, so this right here is basically one of the big... Well, a lot of people speculate the big reasons behind everything that's happening here. Uh, again, they reported on July 30th on an alleged extramarital affair between Suzuki and a female work associate. Suzuki offered a step down from the role of Kotaro Hikashi, Ultraman Taro, in Ultraman anime second season due to the hiatus. The series replaced Tatsuhisa Suzuki with Tomoaki Mano. However, he will continue voicing the character Makoto Tachibana in the free anime franchise. Also, Toei's 45th live action Super Sentai series Kikai Sentai Zenkaiser has replaced Suzuki with Masaya Fukunishi as the voice of the bird robot Gege as of the 25th episode. So essentially, uh, seemingly, he cheated on his wife. They're both right now on hiatus and they stripped him of nearly every acting role. His career is probably never going to be the same again. And it's kind of crazy. Like, don't get me wrong absolutely you're a scumbag for doing some shit like that I, of course people make mistakes but it's still wrong on top of that i'd imagine there's so many different angles of why they want to punish this guy right now i mean for starters alone it's frowned upon in society over there you know they got that saying the nail that sticks out gets hammered in right and yeah you sticking out immensely if it leaks out to the media that you cheated on your wife however i will say this right it's interesting that they could promote everything that tokyo avengers promotes and don't get me wrong there's positivity in tokyo avengers but Nevertheless, it's a whole bunch of delinquents that are kids throwing hands and beating each other bloody and stabbing people and all sorts of stuff. So Tokyo Avengers has a lot of you know negativity in there. But it's okay to put that in the anime. But if a guy cheats on his wife that is a part of the production of that, suddenly he's the biggest villain in the world. Definitely interesting. Obviously, it's entertainment, but entertainment can have major impact on somebody, especially a young kid. Let's just say a 10-year-old watching that stuff. 
yeah, it could have an impact on their minds. So ultimately, that's something that I find to be a little hypocritical. When I, but also, it's just crazy that, like, I'd imagine one of the other major reasons why they're doing this to him is, yeah, it's Lisa. Lisa makes so much money for these corporations. And if she feels, like, destroyed because obviously being cheated on, very horrible feeling. She probably is feeling, like, devastated and they feel like, you're messing with our money big time. You did this to her. You put her in distress. You got to pay for it immensely. So them taking him off of as being Draken, Tokyo Revengers, and all of his other roles is also probably them punishing him like, you're playing with our money, dog. We make, I, when, when I say money, like, it's not that they make a million or two million. They've made, like, last year alone, a, a couple hundred million, I think, off of her music. Like, this is big money. And if she's taking a hiatus as well from this whole thing, yeah, there's going to be probably, like, I don't think he'll ever really have major roles again, and they'll probably let him rock in the free anime for however long, but in terms of his career on a grand scope, unfortunately, he's probably done, and, and it really sucks, and at the end of the day, I know, again, adultery, very, very wrong, but his career being taken away, essentially, for it, like, that's personal matters, and I get it, if you sign a contract, maybe that could potentially be within the agency, like, things like this can't happen, but... I don't know, just seems extreme and my heart goes out to both of them. My heart goes out to her first and foremost because at the end of the day, she must be devastated. They just got married, you know, uh, <laughs> what, a year or two ago and he's doing this stuff. So my heart goes out to her. My heart also goes out to him. My heart goes out to them as a couple because going through this together, I'd imagine it's very stressful. Like, you know, seeing your husband having his whole life ripped away while your heart feels like it's been ripped out of your chest. It's... It's terrible all around, man. Wow. But yeah, people, this was a story I definitely had to talk about. Um, absolutely insane. Hopefully, uh, this isn't the end for this man because Draken is really awesome. His voice was really dope. And it's going to suck going into season two hearing somebody else. Like, it's going to go from hearing Draken to, oh, my God. Like, <laughs> but yeah, people, big controversy going on in the Tokyo Avengers anime world and in general with the voice of well formerly voice of draken okay people next up we've been waiting for this moment <laughs> i've been waiting for this moment because y'all know fresh off the back of the godlike record breaking in every single facet success of demon slayer kimetsu no yaiba mugen train the movie a lot of people are immediately like oh well what's about to go down with this jujutsu kaisen film because in case you don't know jujutsu kaisen was the number one highest selling manga of 2021 selling or uh pushing into circulation over 30 million copies of its manga, which in case you don't know, that is astronomical. One Piece in its heyday back in 2011 wasn't doing that type of stuff, okay? Like, this is really, really a big deal. And a lot of people are like, okay, now that Demon Slayer ended, Jujutsu Kaisen is next up. And if it's having that type of success, more than likely its movie is going to be very successful as well. So myself included with everyone else, we've been anticipating to see, okay, so what did Jujutsu Kaisen Zero do? What is it doing sales-wise in the box office over there in Japan? So we can get a gauge of how successful it's going to be in comparison to its predecessor of monstrosity known as Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba Mugen Train. Well, here it is. Jujutsu Kaisen Zero film earns Japan's number two all-time three-day opening weekend box office. The Jujutsu Kaisen Zero anime film sold 1,908,053 tickets for 2,694,128,150 yen, which is about $23.5 million in 418 theaters during its first three days after opening on Friday. Distributor Toho said it was the number one start for a film in Japan 
this fiscal year, which started in April. Kyodo reports that it is the second highest three-day opening box office ever below last year's Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba, the movie Mugen Train, which just really quickly. So this one did $23.5 in its opening weekend. If I'm not mistaken, Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba's Mugen Train film did $44 million in its opening weekend. So let's put things into perspective. While this is number two and it's excellent and it's huge, Demon Slayer still, <laughs> yeah, like damn near what? Like o over $20 million more than, than this one, which don't get me wrong. I'm way more of a bigger uh, Jujutsu Kaiser fan than I am a Demon Slayer fan, but you got to give it up where it's due. And at the end of the day, Demon Slayer did something that even though Jujutsu Kaisen is immensely popular right now, it didn't quite catch <laughs> even kind of close to what Demon Slayer did. Like if it would have done, you know, 38 million or 40 million, I would have been like, oh shit, right? Nipping at its heels. But there's a big difference there. Uh, but I guess there's also certain circumstances. The fact that everybody was locked in the house for an astronomical amount of time and they had an opportunity to go watch Mugen Train. So everybody ran out of their houses and watched it as like families and stuff. So you got to take into account what was going on in the world at that time compared to now. Uh, Toho reported the following numbers for the Jujutsu Kaisen Zero film's first three days. On December 24th, Christmas Eve, it did 772,224 tickets for 1,072,252,950 yen. And we're not reading all those numbers. <laughs> we'll just say it was basically 9.3 million dollars then on december 25th on christmas it did 626,000 tickets for a total of about 7.79 million dollars and then finally on december 26th it did 509,000 tickets for about 6.38 million dollars toho also reported that 79.9 percent of respondents in audience satisfaction surveys said that the film was quote-unquote very good and another 18.1 said it was good for a combined 90 98% positive rating. And projections right now say it's on its way to over 10 billion yen for its entire run, which would be about $87 million. About 15,000 people watched the film at the earliest public screenings in 58 screens at midnight on Friday. Toho initially planned to screen the film at midnight on only 28 screens and 14 theaters at Kyoto and Miyagi, plus Tokyo, Osaka, uh, Aichi, Fukuoka, and Hokkaido. However, tickets sold out on the first day of sales, so theaters eventually expanded the numbers of screens. And yeah, yeah, it's it's freaking insane how um, successful this was. Again, there's a big difference between this and Mugen Train. Mugen Train is Demon Slayer itself is an anomaly. Like I, I haven't really talked about what the anime's ratings have been doing lately. Let's just say that it's putting everything else to shame. Like even Detective Conan, uh, One Piece, Yashihime Princess Have Demon, which does so freaking well, and I don't understand why because I haven't heard great things, especially about the second season. Uh, yeah, this Demon Slayer Mugen Train TV anime does way more. Like One Piece be doing like let's just say three point seven things like that. Uh, Demon Slayer is doing eight point five. Like very very big difference. So there is a big difference between Jujutsu Kaisen and Demon Slayer in terms of success, but this is still astronomical. And I feel like I, I should stop talking about Demon Slayer when it comes to this just because I'm raining on the parade of this is still major and huge. Like these numbers aren't anything to be scoffed at like oh and I wouldn't be surprised when Jujutsu Kaisen Zero comes over here, we add a lot more to it as well. Like I would love for this to do 
100 million. I ain't gonna lie. Let's get to 100 million. We're at 87 million. Let's do 100 plus. At the end of the day, it's Jujutsu Kaisen. Gaga Akutami deserves it. And that still will put it at a very high thing, which I ain't gonna lie. 87 million at its total run feels a little short. I mean, that's a projection at the end of the day. It could do less. It could do more. But I feel like this film should definitely do 100 plus. Like if Demon Slayer, oh God, here I go comparing it. It should do 100 plus, period. Gaga Akutami. And I mean, we've seen other films in the past do some decent numbers. So yeah, I think it could do 100. Let's. At the very least, when it comes to the West, let's definitely give our support so that we could get it to that mark worldwide. But yeah, people, Jujutsu Kaisen Zero, the movie opening weekend, did $23.5 million, coming in at the highest number two of all time, only behind, well... Yeah, you know. Okay, people, next up, a small but pretty significant update for Attack on Titan. Y'all know everybody is waiting. It's, what, less than a week away, I want to say, at this point, or about a week until Attack on Titan's final season begins to air. And it has been confirmed that TV anime Attack on Titan, the final season, part two, will have... 12 episodes and I can't really remember to be honest with you how many chapters they had left but I do know that towards the end there's a lot of action pieces that will fly by in terms of you know adapting it to the screen for anime and stuff like that so I could definitely see that they might be able to pull it off and get it done even if there is a significant amount of chapters just because again there's a lot of action that they'll comb through and like you know there'll be you know half a chapter done in a couple of minutes because again, it's so much just action and action goes really quickly on the screen. But it's crazy, man. The final 12 episodes of the Attack on Titan. Love it or hate it. This is the end. This is it. And, you know, even the biggest haters of Attack on Titan are definitely going to tune in. I'm not a, a hater of Attack on Titan. I've many, many times already discussed my dissatisfaction with the ending, but that's neither here nor there. Ultimately, I am going to be tuning in, seeing what they do, if there's any changes, and just in general, try my best to enjoy the ride for what it is. These 12 episodes are going to be very big because it's a cap on something that we've been, well, at the very least myself, and I know there's a lot of viewers out there that's been following this thing for damn near a decade if not more but yeah people confirmation attack on titan final season part two will have 12 episodes to wrap up the entirety of it depending on what they decide to do with the franchise after that remains to be seen but yeah the end of the main story that you know and love with the characters you know and love 12 episodes there we go okay people next up we got the top 50 best-selling manga volumes of the week Let's take a look. From 50 to 41, we got Tokyo Avengers 23. So Tokyo Avengers still hanging in there with uh, 13,000 this week, which these are a little bit old, but we haven't reported on them yet. And I don't know when we'll get the next numbers. I want to say it's like three or four days from now. So we should be good on these. But yeah, from 50 to 41, the only one that I'm really familiar with, honestly, is Tokyo Avengers. And oh, okay, Osama ranking at number 43 with 16,000, bringing its total for volume 12 to 42,000. And yeah, a lot of newbies in here or things, again, that I'm just not familiar with. Then moving on from 40 to 31, uh, Legend of the Galactic Heroes 22. That cover looks gas. And I always hear a lot of the purest people that, you know, they love the old stuff really rock with that. 17,000 copies in three days. Good stuff. A uh, Marshall Volume 9 with another 17,000, bringing it 17-day total uh, to 107,000. Awesome. I'm still waiting, man. I thought Jump Festa was going to be the big announcement. Marshall Anime, what happened? I mean... I know what happened. It would have been drowned and overwhelmed with all the other big announcements. Fleets returning, you know, Chainsaw Man, all that stuff. But come on, dog. Uh, then Kingdom 
of volume 63 with another 18,000 bringing his total to 613,000 another Tokyo Revengers volume um, I want to say was that the latest I want to say yeah that, that was the latest volume uh, 18,000 again this week bringing it to 1,047,000 uh, Jujutsu Kaisen still strong in there at 32 with its latest volume uh, 21,000 1.7 mil I think by depending on how much longer it hangs in there I think we'll definitely see that hit 2 million before it drops off maybe I'm off but I could see it Spy X Family Volume 8 with 21,000 bringing its total to nice and neatly 750,000 three quarters of a million uh, for its latest volume 8 and again it just got the anime announcement now that's pretty significant uh then volumes 30 through 21 dragon ball super 17 with 21,000 bringing its total to 156 this latest dragon ball volume has been doing pretty well if i'm not mistaken that's really dope for a good shit for dragon ball oh okay so this was the week that chojin x dropped its volumes uh, really interesting very interesting actually for me in case you don't know chojin x is the latest manga that is not being promoted or pushed by Shueisha at all uh, from the creator of Tokyo Ghoul and it, he dropped two volumes at once which is a really bad sign meaning that they just they're not really digging it all that much because it's released very irregularly they're catching up with putting the chapters in the magazines and all sorts of stuff but volume two in three days did 29,000 so about 30,000 in three days I want to say it probably would have did and considering again this is two volumes at once it might have did in a full week maybe close to 40 40 to 50 thousand nice and neat with yeah no it probably would have did about fifty thousand nice and neatly if it had the seven day which isn't too bad considering it's a newbie but and, well and tokyo ghoul was pretty mainstream but it was very mainstream in the west i don't know how mainstream i mean no it was actually a very big seller in japan this is interesting but we'll, we'll get back to that in a second because we got to see what volume one. Oh wow okay and then going from uh that to volumes 20 through 11 places 20 through 11 chojin x volume one in three days did thirty-three thousand. so essentially it sold uh what would that be sixty-two thousand around there 62 63 000 more or less before volume one and two combined i ain't gonna lie i'm gonna put a lot of the fault on this between a couple different things for starters chojin x where it stands right now it hasn't made enough of an impact in terms of story itself to really catapult it like i have a video you go check it out i just published it maybe like a week or two ago uh it's not the most exciting right now yet it's a lot of build-up i'm enjoying it for the most part but it's no tokyo ghoul so far and i think that that's one of the factors another thing is i think just shueisha don't believe in it i think shueisha aren't fans of him releasing chapters whenever he wants and then playing catch up putting the chapters out in magazines and stuff like that when they've already been sitting on the web for weeks and months at a time so i think that's another issue that they're like Man, we ain't playing your game, dog. And this is how, you know, suits think at the end of the day. We ain't playing your game, dog. Like, we're going to put Volume 1 and 2 out together. Nobody's caring about that shit. We don't care. And this is the results where we're getting the creator of Tokyo Ghoul. Which Tokyo Ghoul, I remember, it was doing top 10, top 5 selling manga of the year for years upon years after its, you know, big anime launch. Now we're, we're, we're with the new series doing 30,000. And on top of that, dropping two volumes at once for its debut. Not a good look at all. So Ishida, if he wants to get to those big numbers and whatnot he got to play ball and i'm sure they, they want like you know regular serialization they want him to basically get in line in the factory line and make manga that breaks and destroys his body like the rest of the creators like i just keep it real and i know i'm giving a little bit of an extensive breakdown on this but it it's all right i guess to see these numbers but he should be doing way better he's at the very least for the launch like, I, I think of, like, what Hiromashima was doing with Fairy Tale and stuff like that. And when he came to Eden Zero, at the very least, the first couple volumes was doing, like, a buck a piece. A hundred plus a piece before it started diving down. 
this one when Tokyo Ghoul was one of the biggest mangas out, out there back then. I don't know, man. They, they need to do a better job of marketing and promoting it. Like, at the end of the day, he made Tokyo Ghoul. Let people know that. Not to mention the art on these are really fire, especially Volume 1. But moving on, Hajime no Ippo, 133 with 34,000 in three days. So probably, again, maybe it would do if it had the full. And I guess I also got to take that into account with the Chojin X. Like, that's only three days. Maybe it would have did 50, 60 apiece. And then if it was only one volume, maybe it would have do 70, 80 apiece on launch. So, yeah. <laughs> well, let me not backtrack. It's just, I don't know. I, I feel like Suishida is a an incredible mangaka and he deserves so much. Uh, then going to 15, World Trigger 24 with 42,000. Again, wow, World Trigger has a dedicated fan base. Bringing it 17-day total to 339. That's why they continue it. Uh, one Punch Man, the anime I'm referring to. One Punch Man 24, 43,000 this week, bringing his total to 286. Fire Force 32 uh, at number 11 with 47,000 three days. Whoa, that's that's pretty good. <laughs> if it did it in three days, almost 50k, that probably would have did with like 60, 70 in a full week, maybe. Nice, nice. And then we got top 10 at number 10, Blue Lock 17 with 60,000 in three days. Dope stuff there. Kaiju number eight still in the top 10 after 17 days of uh, volume five with 69,000 bringing his total of 534,000 epic epic Go uh, golden comedy they just announced another season of the anime the fourth season of volume 28 with in three days 93,000 okay uh kaguya sama love is war in three days 94,000 okay everything is three days let me stop repeating that um one of those slime series 104,000 at number four one piece 101 and 17 days its total is 1,473,000 and it did this week 109,000 so it's still doing pretty good i mean at the end of they, well not pretty good it's doing astronomical but um in comparison to one piece's previous thing obviously we know it's dropping but those are still incredible numbers and i mean 17 days later still top three need i say more uh then what is this uma musume cinderella grade volume five at 115,000 at number two and then number one the irony dog if you haven't watched if you skip to this segment go watch the segment regarding the big controversial thing that's going on right now with the voice actor because you will know what's happening the irony of all of that happening at this week with this volume dropping tokyo avengers coming in at number one with volume 25 doing Half a mil clean, 500,480 copies. And it has Dorakon on the cover. Oh my god, the world's irony is in full effect. I can't even believe this right now, but... In three days, doing half a mil, Tokyo Avengers. This is going to be a, a very, very big production and a very big franchise moving forward. But, um, I'm... <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Great, uh, top 50. It looks like all the manga did pretty freaking well this run. I'm very impressed with stuff like World Trigger that you never really hear too much of a big hoorah for it. But it does well. Like, it's kind of like a... And not in terms of quality by any means. I'm not saying that. But it's kind of like a kingdom where it's like... You don't really hear too much in terms of like... Well, for the anime side of things. And then all of a sudden you'd be like... Boom! Top 10! Selling great! Like, World Trigger does phenomenal. And it's a shame that there's always a problem with the author's health. Like, yeah. That was the top 50 best-selling manga of the week! Moving forward, I definitely wanted to cover this one. As always, shout-outs to Jose underscore Kef for providing this information for this segment. The Rise and Fall. And this one by no means is a fall in fact this is a rise of an anomaly because fire force's sales are very interesting he said uh, quite a roller coaster we could say that the anime saved it from touching rock bottom now that the series is on its final arc i guess it will be stable on the last volume sales levels because if you see it was so freaking consistent up until about volume 9 10 ish it was just like swinging between 90 and 100,000 like for nine volumes straight it was swinging it would go a little over 100 which is 
insane. Like, that's really good. Like, not only did he have a bunch of carryovers of people that were very impressed with Atsushi Okubo's work from Soul Leader, he managed to maintain. This is hard to do. We've seen, we just talked about it in last episode about Hiromashima's Fairy Tale 100 Years Quest and Eden Zero, how it's been dive, dive, dive down. And yeah, this is doing very well. However, it was about volume 10 where we did start to see a little bit of a dip all the way through to volume 16 where it dropped below 50k. And then anime airing began that's when the anime came out and it went from below 50 to boom it started going rising back up and it's crazy how um this is just a little bit different than most it's not that like the anime was just boom episode one or episode five and all of a sudden it skyrocketed crazy it was like a gradual increase again to the point of far surpassing what it did in that run we just talked about for the first nine volumes to the point where by volume 26 it was 26 and 27 ish where peaking of its sales which is crazy to say doing what crazy numbers holy cow i think it was like at a combined total of like 12 15 million and crossing the 150,000 per volume mark and whatnot and then now we're seeing again at volume 28 ish i want to say that it's starting to dip a bit but that's totally fine because the series is ending anyways very soon and just in general shout outs to fire force atsushi okubo i do remember about a year or two ago uh, reporting on an interview from him where he said that Fire Force is it. He's not doing no more manga after Fire Force. And um, it's really awesome that at the very least, hopefully, he's eating very well from these sales. Because this is impressive to see. I love to see it. Like, you go from, again, I'm talking about Hiromashima. And just, like, it goes volume 1, 2, insanely good for Eden Zero. And then, whoosh, even the anime didn't save it. However, this one was consistent for 10 volumes. Dropped a bit. Anime came through and went all the way up. we all the way up. Maybe French Montana gave him an idea. No. <laughs> French Montana featuring Atsushi Okubo. Yeah. Shout outs to Fire Force though. Love to see it. Quick update for No Game No Life fans. To be honest with you, I remember that it was kind of based off of some source material but for the most part, I always t put my brain to, oh, it's an anime and we got like one season and a movie and yeah, there we go. But according to this, it says, No Game No Life story is entering its final stage and i'm guessing they're referring to the novels maybe the light novels that it's possibly based off of and it's going into its final stage which hopefully means for the fans of it that they put out another season or two of the anime because a lot of people have been screaming for a while what happened like a lot of people were really into that first season they really enjoyed that movie and then nada so definitely hope that they move forward with that but yeah no game no life story entering its final stage which could either mean that no more anime or they might rush one more season out or something see what it does next up wanted to include this because a lot of people you know appreciate this segment the shonen sunday author comments again there's not too many authors that i'm familiar with and a lot of you guys aren't probably familiar with either but we do got a couple we got gosho aoyama author of detective conan i was super happy when i saw a video of gold medalist yuto horigome say i want want to be like conan lol and i think the question was because with this one they asked them a question and they each answer which that's smart i'm not even gonna lie like it i guess limits the creativity of what they could say but there's a lot of authors that constantly say i don't know what to say for this so they give them an idea tell us your 2021 highlights and that was one of gosho ayama's is when he saw a video of a gold medalist saying i want to be like conan that's dope stuff there. Then we got uh, Rumiko Takahashi, author of Mao, formerly author of, you know, she did Inuyasha, Maisani, Koku. She's done a lot of very big things. Uh, she said, the steady advance of the Tigers in the first half of the year. Is she referring to like her manga or a sports team? Not really sure. Then we got Komi Can't Communicate. Tomohito Oda said, both the Komi anime and drama airing. I love when they do cross promo like that's 
that's a smart way. I ain't gonna lie. Real smart. I love it. And yeah, people, like I said, I'm not too familiar with majority of these titles, but those were some of the authors that I did want to cover from this one. Again, the Shonen Sunday author comments. Moving forward, we got some total sales updates for a few different series, which I'm pretty excited to talk about because it's always nice to see them elevating, especially one in particular, because I guess we'll start off with this one with Black Clover has reached 17 million copies in circulation worldwide with volume 31. So Black Clover doing nice and neat, you know, with that seven of luck, uh, 17 million copies. Love to see it, man. I ain't gonna lie. It's not like Black Clover, you know, it's the biggest seller in the world. But whenever I see a little bit of progression, despite the fact too, that there's no more anime and we didn't even get a like preview of the anime film. We just got like another uh, screenshot visual of that poster of Austin, you know, whatever. Um, it's dope to see. So 17 million copies, really nice. Congrats, Yuki Tabata. Uh, hopefully, I, I want to say, to be honest with you, I feel personally, and I know people are going to take this the wrong way or whatever, but I feel maybe by the time it's all said and done and the series wraps itself up, it'll probably hit 20 million. That's where I'm, I'm gathering because these updates haven't been the most frequent in terms of hitting another mill each and every year. So I'm guessing Black Clover will end with 20 million nice and neat then we got dr stone that has reached 11 million copies in circulation with volume 24 which that's awesome for it as well and i think what dr stone is on its climax it's about to end soon too which is kind of crazy now that i think about it and maybe i should have a whole other video about that where a lot of shonen jump titles like this generation is damn near over with a lot of things are coming to an end they're close to its end and dr stone is another one but shout outs to it having 11 million then a little bit of a newbie one that just got an anime announcement at jump festa ayakashi triangle from the author of tulip rue has reached 1 million copies in circulation with volume 7 so seven volumes in a million not the biggest thing in the world but it's pretty good considering again it's like a kind of etchy you know fan service type of series and at the end of the day the author said he's trying to make more slapstick meaning that it's not the most serious manga anyways so pretty dope and then lastly blue box one of the latest serializations in shonen jump i want to say it probably has about like 20 something chapters at this point by koji miura has 550,000 copies in circulation for volumes one through three which that adds about up to more or less what ayakashi triangle if you think about it ayakashi with seven volumes has a million copies this one with half has about a little over half so it'll probably be on course i want to say that this is one blue box where the anime comes through it'll really catapult it it's already doing pretty well it's like a sports romance series if i'm not mistaken but i feel like just throw that anime in there and this shit goes to the moon and yeah people those were some sales updates for a few different series shout outs again to black clover dr stone ayakashi triangle and blue box but especially black clover just because we gotta play favoritism once in a while okay at least i know when i say hey i'm being biased fam shout outs to black clover and dr stone too shout outs to you know boichi the goat of art and the other ones okay i don't want to yeah, all right everyone shout outs next up in line with the continuing each and every month of authors from shueisha and jump doing fan art of dragon ball for the big celebration this time around we got dragon ball volume 32 cover by koyoharu gotoge the author of demon slayer kimetsu no yaiba and this is part of the dragon ball super gallery project to commemorate the 40th anniversary of the series which will be by 2024 every month different mangaka will redesign one of the 42 covers of the series until november 2024 and it's kind of cool <laughs> like a lie it's not the greatest art in the world especially like when you look at the original cover of trunks bulma and baby trunks 
And was that the design? How was that a redesign of that? What the hell? I mean, I guess it was just like, yo, you're not going to match by any means that amazing art Toriyama did for that cover. So it kind of just settled in and threw Vegeta in there. Like, Vegeta was not, I mean, I guess, was he not? I, I don't know. Either way, shout out to Koyoharu Gotoge. I'm not a big fan of this one, I ain't gonna lie, but it's kind of cool, I guess. It's like loosely based off of it. Why not? And maybe Koyoharu Gotoge is like a big uh, Vegeta fan, like, yo, gotta add him in there, you know, supporting Super, yeah. Moving forward, small, interesting update, it says here, Undead Unluck teases a second anniversary planning report while getting the cover and lead color pages of Weekly Shonen Jump issue number 7. Well, we, we might actually get the anime announcement with this. Maybe that's why they wanted to save and not, you know, go overkill with Jump Festa. We already had a bunch of other stuff, just like what I said with Marshall. Maybe they were saving, and it's like, okay, we got a second anniversary report coming. We kind have a big announcement like Undead Unluck anime is in the works and I feel like the anime is definitely going to make or break of how much longer Undead Unluck goes like if the anime is a massive success then we'll see the, this shit continue for a while but if it flops then I think it'll be it for Undead Unluck because its sales have been alright it's been pretty good but it hasn't been astronomical either and then there's the stigma of course of Andy you know groping on bitches and it's like yeah that, that definitely <laughs> kind of hinders it just like like, you know, how Black Clover's anime in the beginning, everybody still to this day holds, Asta yells too much, I can't do it! And Undead Unluck with the manga is like, yo, you got the first image, he's groping her, and he's like, uh, you know what I'm saying? So people have that stigma with it. Hopefully the anime doesn't go out marketing it as such, because there's a lot more to Undead Unluck than just like, hey, sugar mama. <laughs> But yeah, Undead Unluck second anniversary report coming. I will keep you guys posted on what comes out of that. Next up, we got interviews with a ton of authors from Marshall, Undead Unluck, Sakamoto Days. It says here, in Psycho Jump issue number 12, Psycho Jump is a spinoff magazine of Shonen Jump, editors from the magazine quote-unquote kidnapped the editors of Undead Unluck, Marshall, and Sakamoto Days to interview them on how to make good series. Well, some of these interviews in a series of threads, this was from the unofficial Weekly Shonen Jump Twitter account, and Undead Unluck's editor Hashimoto starts describing the routine he has with Tezuka. They meet in the morning to discuss the manga and the progress of the series while having lunch. That same night, Tezuka sends the first draft of the chapter. That draft gets discussed and reworked about five times before entering manuscript phase. Hashimoto says that Tezuka has a lot of respect for Jump Series, so he wants to be up to the level. For example, when Spoil came out, Hashimoto, okay, that's a spoiler. Hashimoto told Tezuka he wanted to see a cooler design, and so he came up with Phase 2, which was unplanned at the beginning. It seems at one point the continuous reboots and changes made Tezuka enter a slump state in which he couldn't draw, but eventually recovered and came back in an even better state than before. This led up to coming up with the overall better characters, developments, drafts. Working this way, they managed to come up with what Undead Unluck currently is. For Hashimoto, is a continuous climax, and he always wants to go big and fast. The editor also mentions that they post sketches on Twitter for people to enjoy, aside from the main story, and ask Psycho readers to check the series. I want to follow the account that posts those things on Twitter. That's interesting. Then, in Marshall, editor Asai explains how the series came to be. After a brief summary of the series plot, he explains that he got assigned to Komodo, who had already been working with another older editor and had two popular one-shots out at the time. They decided to use the main character of his work, Hakaishin Shivazaki-kun,
Moon as the lead protagonist of this new series since he was pretty likable and started to think about how to make the most out of that kind of character. That's when they came up with the idea of changing the high school setting to a magic school, which would make it more interesting. They started to try and come up with funny and exciting situations of how a normal guy would react to all of the different magic settings. And characters like during Silver Iron's fight or meeting the Magia Lupus, their goal was to introduce a modern comedic character into a fantasy world. Since Komodo was also good at designing characters, they created an attractive and enjoyable side cast to make the series have slice of life moments, but also exciting battles. Komodo wanted to originally fill the series up with gags, but Asai pushed him to introduce action and get a well-balanced series. Asai says that Marshall is magic, battle, and comedy, and asked people, of course, to read it. And then lastly, we got Sakamoto Days. Editor Ishikawa says that Yuto Suzuki wanted to initially apply to Jump's Suzuka Award. Ishikawa liked what he saw from Suzuki, so he wanted to be his editor. At their first meeting, Suzuki brought what would be the draft of his first debut work, Garaku. During that same meeting, Ishikawa told some changes to Suzuki, and he drew them on the spot, making the work even more impressive. Both Garaku and his next work, Locker Room, were really well received at Shonen Jump Plus's app. They wanted to move on to the next work right away, but there was an issue, and that was to create a character that readers would love. Suzuki knew that he wanted to make a story about a hitman, but such characters are usually pretty scary for people to like. That's when Suzuki came up with creating a fat character that worked as a clerk in a convenience store, Taro Sakamoto. They created Shin to have comical exchanges with him, complimenting Sakamoto's silent personality and making him more familiar. Then the one-shot Sakamoto was published in Jump Giga and gained popularity among readers. The work was ready to be sent to the serialization meeting, but Suzuki asked Ishikawa to let him redraw the serialization draft one month before the meeting. Suzuki then added improvements in the setting and characters to make it easier to work as a series, and Sakamoto Days came to be. Ishikawa says that Suzuki puts all of his efforts every week creating a fun and exciting action series, and of course asking Saikyo readers to check it out, and that was a lot, but um, yeah, very insightful, I ain't gonna lie. I mean, you could tell at the end of the day with these manga artists that they work very hard. They work very hard to try and bring the best that they can. That's why I have nothing but the utmost respect for them and a lot of love. And uh, yeah, all three of these series are freaking gas. So definitely go check them out if you haven't. I got a few videos. I want to say I got a video on Marshall. I don't have a video yet on Sakamoto. And I had a video planned. And I think I even recorded some of it for Undead Unluck. But yeah, I got to make a new one. I got to catch up on both of those. But either way, awesome three manga all around. Really dope stuff. Next up, very unfortunate announcement yet again. This seems to be a recurring theme when it comes to the author of World Trigger. Due to poor health of its artist, Daisuke Ashihara, no chapter of World Trigger in the upcoming Jump Square issue February 2022 out January 4th, 2022. The series, however, will resume in issue 3 out February 4th, 2022. This guy, man, I feel so bad for him because that's one of the reasons why World Trigger had to leave Weekly Shonen Jump and they put it in Jump Square and everything because I, I want to say it started off with him breaking his wrist, if I'm not mistaken. I think he had snapped his wrist drawing or something like that. And then it's just, it's constant. Like, I'm sure it's just like he's dealing with constant pain. God knows. I, I'd imagine he's probably going through physical therapy trying to get through all of this. But it, it must suck, man. This is another case of kind of like Yoshihiro Tagashi, Hunter Hunter. Really, really unfortunate situation. Shoutouts to Daisuke Ashihara. Um, my heart goes out to you, man. You always struggling with your health and... 
Uh, hopefully you could find a happy medium one day. Maybe there'll be a different way, a different method that doesn't require your health to be on the line for you to be able to do what you love. Next up, very interesting news. Now, I don't know how many people are familiar with Magi the Labyrinth of Magic the Manga. Well, there was a spinoff series that even birthed an anime that was on Netflix. Still is on Netflix. I believe it's one of the first Netflix originals actually that hit the platform. It was Magi the Adventures of Sinbad. I want to say it was the author of Magi that did the script and then there was an artist for it. And it says here, Magi the Adventurous Sinbad's Yoshifumi Otera launches new manga. The January 2022 issue of Shogakugan's monthly Sunday GX magazine revealed on December 18th that Yoshifumi Otera will launch a new manga titled Skill Build Online. Hentai, oh god, a pervert sniper MMORPG let's play in the magazine's next issue on January 18th. The first chapter will have 74 pages, including a color opening page, and the magazine's front cover will feature the manga. The manga is a manga adaptation of Nagi Tachibana's web novel of the same title. Oh, okay, so it's an adaptation. When stuff like that happens, I ain't gonna lie, and I mean no disrespect by any means, but it makes me think either this is what the author likes to do in terms of adapting other people's works and just drawing, or it's that they don't necessarily have the chops to write their own story but they're really good at art so like the publishing companies keep them around like yo you can draw your ass off let's just keep that writing pen out of your hand bro like and again i mean that with no disrespect because magi the adventures of sinbad was awesome but yeah the manga centers on Nagisa Hinata, a pro first-person shooter player that has proven himself to be one of the best players in Japan when he wins a special prize to a new MMO called Skill Build Online. After he takes another FPS trophy, he tries the MMO on the invitation of his friend. Because the game is Nagisa's first MMO, he initially had a hard time, but after making a distinct build based off the Ricochet skill, he starts becoming known as the Pervert Sniper and yeah... Uh, I probably won't check it out. I'll just keep it a buck. Uh, that just doesn't sound like up my alley. I'm not the biggest isekai fan. And when I do watch isekai, this sounds like an isekai about a dude that's playing. Uh, I don't know. Just doesn't really sound up my alley. But hey, maybe somebody be interested. And at the end of the day, man's art was amazing. So there's that. Next up, this is very, very big news. In case you don't know, the creator of the Fate Stay Night original visual novel, Kinoku Nasu, he is a legend. You know, he made Fate and Fate has went on to make millions, hundreds of millions, I'm sure, dollars. Well, he's back with another work and an anime adaptation. Let's read because... Yeah, Ufotable is involved, and y'all know what Ufotable can do. Type Moon's Mahotsukai no Yuru, Witch on the Holy Night game, gets anime film by Ufotable. Type Moon's visual novel PC game, Mahotsukai no Yuru, Witch on the Holy Night, is getting an anime film adaptation by Ufotable. The studio behind The Garden of Sinners, Fate Stay Night, Heaven's Feel, Demon Slayer, Kimetsu no Yaiba, Kinoku Nasu, The Garden of Sinners, and Fate. Uh, penned the scenario for the game after writing an unpublished novel and Type Moon veteran Hirokazu Koyama created the graphics. Type Moon developed and released the game on April 12, 2012 and the story set in the late 1980s. High school student Sojiro Shizuki arrives in the city from the countryside and meets the apprentice witch Aoko Azaki and the witch Alice Kuonji. The three end up living together in an old mansion and even though that description doesn't sound awesome or great by any means type moon kinoku nasu ufotable anime film budget i'm checking this one out clearly sounds like something up my alley if you don't know fate stay night fate zero some of my favorite works of all time that is 
something to check out just saying it might be really really good next up a very interesting story that has some people outraged essentially there's a company over there in japan that is using technology and trying to bypass hiring translators and with this technology it would basically eliminate the need for translators quote unquote even though there's so much nuance in translating and it's an art in and of itself translating from like you know different language to different language and whatnot but here it says manga localization company amimaru allegedly trials machine translation for commercial manga releases. An anonymous translator has told Anime News Network that the manga translation and lettering company Amimaru has been trialing edited machine translations for commercial manga releases, calling it quote-unquote, an excuse to pay translators less than they already do and mechanize the art of translation. They said, I'm disgusted by this move as an attempt to destroy the work that goes into manga and translation, the translator told Anime News Network. If I were a mangaka, I'd know I'd be upset that my work is being churned and spit out by a machine. Machine translations can never replace the carefully crafted word. Anime News Network has received documents which indicate the existence of a machine translation project at Amimaru, one of the clients was identified by an internal code name referring to Kodansha Comics. Kodansha Comics has denied investing in machine translation. Kodansha USA believes translators are vital members of the manga community. We remain committed to healthy working relationships with translators and are actively taking steps to build closer ties with them. For these reasons and more, Kodansha USA does not currently, they made sure to act currently, employ machine translation for any of the manga and books that we distribute, nor are there any plans for this to change. The translator claims that Kodansha Comics should have been aware that the project involved machine translation because the translators provided samples that made use of the software, but says that they do not know how the deal between Amimaru and Kodansha Comics was explained. I do know that Amimaru likes to pinch pennies wherever it can and wants to make deadlines as tight as possible. Perhaps this is a step to get things to go faster and cheaper? I can't say. To be honest, what I can say is that Amimaru is infamous among translators for being a bit shady. An anime news network had reached out for a comment regarding the machine translation project, but they did not receive a response by press time. And if it doesn't stop there, apparently this Amimaru company last year received criticism for allegedly paying typesetters letters as little as $1 per page. In a statement, Amimaru asserted that the rates vary depending on the workload and scope of the project and that they paid quote-unquote all of our agreed compensation in an appropriate manner. I'll be honest with you. Here's something, right? Absolutely Never get rid of the translators. Point blank period. Translators always need to be there. There's too much nuance in translation. There's too much that can get lost. There's too much that gets now lost in translation using actual people that have the understanding of, oh, there's too much here. This doesn't make sense and whatnot. So people always have to translate, period. Until the machines are on some, you know, Terminator matrix that they just, you know, way surpass and whatnot, then no, it, it, it needs to have real breathing people. However, I will say this. This is where there's a little bit of, I guess, room to throw something in there if you do want to have the machines, right? And that is that keep the translators on board as far as to correct things. And what I mean by that is if you're going to use these machines to translate, right? Have them translate the script and then have the people, the same translator that you would use to translate or whatnot, going over what the translation from the machine gave out and correcting everything that needs to be corrected. I think that that might 
save more time it would still 100% employ these translators and I guess maybe from the artistic standpoint it would take away but just looking at it from a financial business standpoint that these companies are going to at some given point try this anyways that's why Kodansha said at this time we're not like uh, we don't have no plans now I'm sure you don't got no plans like right now tomorrow but three years from now yeah the plans might change and I think that's the happy medium where still employ these people have them be the main source of it but if you want to make things go faster ultimately yeah you can get the machines and then have these people whatever is wrong they fix it there which i guess would save some time but definitely let me know if i'm off base on that i'm just trying to find a happy medium between what the inevitability of the companies is and still keeping the translators and what they love to do on board as well because there could be an art in and of itself like yo the machine's stupid here the machine's stupid there ah, i got this right okay people next up we got some really awesome jojo's bizarre adventure news let's take a look it says here to celebrate the 35th anniversary of jojo's bizarre adventure by hirohiko araki a jojo magazine will be out on march 19 2022 and it will include a new rohan kishibe one shot which will be 71 pages a new novel and more for jojo's fans and if you look at the cover it is a freaking amazing cover it has jolene kujo and jotaro kujo and it says araki hirohiko jojo 35th anniversary and i'm 100 importing this magazine i need this magazine this shit looks so good i need a couple of copies so i could frame one of them because this looks amazing and they got a lot of jojo stuff going on with the ip if you really think about it like netflix I i'd imagine a lot of it is like netflix gave them a very big bag and some of the stipulations is we want a few different things. It's not just here's a big bag and we'll air the anime because we got the part six anime uh, Stone Ocean going on right now. We just got the first 12. We're waiting on the next set of episodes. So we got that. We got incoming with the manga side of things, which obviously inevitably the manga stuff will get adapted to anime. We got the whole horse and Josuke spinoff series coming. We got Jojo part nine Jojo lands that eventually will be coming as well. Once Hirohiko Araki rests up and is ready to go again, we got another little spinoff a gag spinoff with jolene that is out there as well and then we got another one shot of rohan kishibe which <laughs> netflix is like oh we're adapting that shit too dog like a lot of jojos but it's a great time to be a jojos fan like imagine you know in the 90s and early 2000s and mid 2000s all of that shit you couldn't imagine this day you would not be able to imagine a day where there's an overload of jojo's bizarre adventure but a lot of that is due to the fandom supporting it if people didn't support when the first part came out and the second part came out and david productions was going ham and we got part three and all that jazz we wouldn't be here today so dope stuff there and i ain't gonna lie david productions hasn't let us down yet every part has looked immaculate this is really awesome stuff again i need this magazine this cover looks so gas next up i wanted to include this one and this is the last story of the episode it says here the compiled volumes of all manga of naoki urasawa monster asadora 20th century boys pluto etc etc have a total of 140 million copies in circulation worldwide and this image of Shogakugan and Urasawa Naoki and respective co-artists of works as displayed Kodansha Billy Bat like so this was to celebrate like a ton of his works that he's done throughout the years and oh my god it's interesting because and i always apply you know record business models to these things and a lot of the times it's accurate because it's usually a business model imagine this right because he's never really worked with shueisha he did one thing 
just very recently, like I, I want to say a month or two ago, a little one shot for Shueisha. Majority of this is with smaller publishing companies. And again, if you apply music, you know, record exec business dealings to this type of situation, then I'd imagine a smaller publishing company, because they're smaller, they can't offer as much of a push like, you know, Shueisha can. I'd imagine they probably give him a bigger cut. So hopefully out of that 140 million sales, he has seen a serious bag and he's living comfortably because this man has made classic and you know amazing manga after classic and amazing manga this is that next tier this is that shit that you must stand naoki hurasawa okay people and uh yeah that's all the stories we have for today's episode i'm very curious what you guys think again for starters shout outs to each and every person that has loved forever news throughout 2021 i am almost certain that this is definitely going to be the final episode of the year heading into 2022 uh episode 201 again hit that subscribe button hit that bell so we could keep this show going also if you'd like please check out the Fenev news channel that i opened up recently for the people that have been hitting me up like yo Fenev, it's kind of hard to comb through the big videos and in general we could reach a you know new audience and stuff like that a new channel fresh channel fresh algorithms all that stuff so please help Fenev news the separate channel get to a thousand subscribers as well if you could i'd really appreciate it and yeah, 2022, we coming in swinging strong, baby. Like, you thought I did it big. We thought we did it big. 2020, 2021, 2022, we going even harder. Thank you to everybody that supported this show. A lot of people tell me that they love this show. This show is very big to them. This show is very big to me. It's my favorite thing, like I've said before, that I just love to do, man. It's something that I really would like to do more of. And I'll leave it at that. Until next year, people. I'm from that world. And as always, people, have an awesome day. Wait a minute. That's it. We make a major moves. Laugh and let the haters lose. We don't give a fuck. Virginity attack. Cream stack. Paper rules. If you heard it, best believe that. For now, it's whatever. One day, I'll be your favorite for No matter how you know, get it done. No matter how you know, get it done. No matter how you know. Major moves, laugh and let the haters lose. We don't give a f intact cream stack paper rules. If you heard it, best believe that for now, it's whatever. One day, I'll be your favorite for never, never.